<laughs> okay, one more time. All right. I'm April Margulies. And I'm Christopher Tompkins. And you're on the line with the Hype Busters. Welcome. Ready for some real talk on strategic communication? You're in the right place. Well, hello. Welcome to Hype Busters. April, how the hell are you doing over there? I'm good. How are you, Chris? I'm <laughs> good. I have to be high energy. You made fun of me last time for being low energy. Yeah, exactly. Get it right. Um, no, you seem, you, seem, you seem to have the adequate amount of energy to power through <laughs> these topics that we have. They're going to blow the doors off of everybody's life. Um, so, uh, so we just, obviously, it's a new year, 2022. Wow, so much hope. Um, <laughs> why did you that sounded so sarcastic it was dripping and sarcasm no because it's like I'm, I, I like turned on the I turned on the, the um, television today and it was like faces of Omicron reach staggering amounts in Florida watch oh out it's like oh. dude no and I will tell you every client I talked to last week either currently had COVID or recently had COVID Oh my God. Okay. So it just, okay. For everybody out there that has it, you know, that it, I, sorry. I mean, it, 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 it's terrible. Um, I just had it. It's terrible. Yeah. And, and if you haven't had it, you're lucky. I'm one of the few that hasn't had it, had it yet, <clears throat> but I would live a very insular life on purpose because of that right now. But aside from the facts, so here's, here's the other side of this for agency owners. Okay. So I was um, following up and my follow-up process, if I sent a proposal, it's usually like, nice follow-up, nice follow-up. Where the hell are you at? <laughs> it's the third one. It's really aggressive. So I sent off a few of those aggressive ones. Um, I sent off about five of them. because we have a lot of outstanding proposals. Like, you know, like we have such a backlog um, because last year was like proposal heavy. Um, of the five I sent out, four of them had COVID and that's why I <laughs> and it, I'm not laughing I'm not laughing because they had COVID I'm laughing because you were so aggressive and they were so, so aggressive I felt like total shit and I was like oh god I hope I didn't ruin my chances for these I was just doing my usual follow-up pattern right but they were oh all god. really cool with it but well um, now you have now you learned a lesson because I have started doing the opposite where if I didn't hear from them I'm like god I'm really worried about you are you sure you're okay I want to make sure you didn't get sick yeah i don't know if that would come off as uh, as genuine if i did it <laughs> Not on brand for christopher Tompkins. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, 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 I mean i joke i mean i care but like i don't know if it'd be like hey i don't know if it'd be like hey faker are you sick faker i mean like you know what i mean i i don't know but anyway that's uh, funny but well, no, it's, the, I've been doing that for the last year and it works for me, but I also have the right personality for that. <laughs> so yeah, it's very on brand because I am genuinely worried. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't hear from them. Did they die of COVID? <laughs> and then I'll like follow up with someone else. I'm like, are they okay? My God, so so someone, okay? If someone goes to you, think they perished from the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> my God, what a self-affirmation it is. They're not ignoring me. <laughs> dead? They're dead. <laughs> My gosh, it's terrible. We're laughing at this, but the um, 
but aside from aside from all of that crap, how is your how how is the new year going for you? Do you have resolutions? Do you do resolutions? I don't really do active resolutions. I'm a person that believes in doing things as you decide to change throughout the year rather than waiting for some magic day in the year where you're going to allegedly do all the things that you haven't been doing. I will tell you, I did sort of make a resolution around the same time, which is that I want to be more social in 2022. Oh my God. I want to okay. be less sort of myopic and in my work as a startup founder. I feel like we're about to have our three year anniversary. I feel like this is a moment where I don't have to work 12 to 16 hour days every day. Like I can start to be a human again mm-hmm. and interact with other humans and maybe go right. to lunch with people and like actually have some a, a social life and be, you know, have not my entire life be wrapped up in the business. So that is one of my personal resolutions is just to be more well-rounded in terms of being social and being more on top of culture and the news and things like that. Aside from frantically preparing for a podcast, I want to be no. genuinely, <laughs> genuinely day to day more involved in what's happening. So, well, I think that's a good resolution. It's, and I mean, also like after three years, it's usually that's the mark where you kind of it's turning for you. So you now can see there's freedom in it. And you've kind of come to the conclusion that you don't have to fill your free time with something busy work for the agency because you'll feel guilty if you don't, like you're kind of feeling more at home with it. I remember those days. Um, uh, They're good and definitely fill them with something meaningful. Um, Yeah. No, and it's, I think it's important for me to do it because I can't, I mean, what happened actually, part of the reason I realized this is when I got sick with COVID and I was down for the count for about a month. And the agency sailed along and everyone did what they needed. No one was dying without me. And there, I mean, there was no, you know, disaster. Nothing fell through the cracks. There's no big issue. Right. It was just, it was just that I either wasn't doing new business calls or I was doing them with the help of someone else who was not Mm. sitting there chilling with a fever and hoping that they could actually think straight enough to say something meaningful. So, you know, it, it was it was affirmation to me that I'd built the agency to the point where it can run itself. Yep. And yes, it's good if I'm there to push things along and steer the vision and help with new business and blah, blah. But it wasn't like they needed me for anything else. Right. So it was like, oh, oh my God, it's walking. And it's like, it's like a, a little human being. I've never had one, but I can imagine there's a moment where they're like walking and talking and tying their own shoes and like getting dressed by themselves. And you're like, oh my God, it does itself. So it feels like <laughs> that, you know? <laughs> oh my God. Spoken like a person that has no kids. Absolutely. Anybody, you're talking about the mega milestones of a parent and a child. And you're like, oh, look, now we can walk. I don't got to pick them up. <laughs> Tying your shoes. Woo. One thing else off my list. <laughs> Amazing. Problem solved. I'm like, I'm, like you, I'm like you, though. I don't like to do, um, I don't like to say that it's the first of the year and now is the day that I'm going to make changes. Because I think that you have to make kind of incremental changes in order to make big changes. And I think yeah. these, these big changes right up the bat are bullshit. Um, that's why like the gyms are packed for one week and then the next week, like Baskin Robbins is packed. So, yeah. you know, and I mean, and us marketers eat that up because you can obviously play that in. We play into that with our messaging strategies. Hence for why sure. things are served up to you as they are. Um, yeah. But uh, but no, I've noticed, I think... Uh, 
this year that the the New Year's resolutions have all been just the ones I've been hearing from other people are based around kindness and understanding. I've seen a lot of that. Like I want to be more patient or I want to be more understanding of where people's point of views are coming from, which I think is kind of refreshing rather than like dry January. <laughs> like, I mean, right. Yeah. I'm going to work out. Yeah. Like, well, good for you. What about the earth? <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean, I, I mean, I did that last summer. <clears throat> I went on vacation and I had this like moment of clarity that I need to take better care of myself physically. It was like a precursor to this, you know, I'm gonna, now I'm going to be more social. Yeah. It was like, I, it doesn't matter how many hours I have to work a day. I still have to take care of my body or I'm going to fall apart. And, you know, if yeah. I have some sort of serious physical issue, then what happens at the agency, right? So yeah, um, that exactly. was when I, you know, I got a trainer and I liked, you know, kick things into high gear on the exercise front mostly for my health not because I was being vain just to like you know take care of myself so um mm -hmm. so yeah that that's more my style but but you know I I think if it works for people to have some sort of a magic day that resets things and it sticks and that's awesome <laughs> it's funny though because that's why I don't like um I don't like New Year's because I don't like parties that have an expiration and I, and I, that's why I always found mm -hmm. that they were such like a boner killer because like, it would be like, you'd be building up until midnight and then it would be like half of the party, number one has to stay for midnight because they have to be dedicated to this midnight. So they're yawning and some people are acting bored. I'm like, Oh, how much longer to like, okay, hate you. Don't come to my next party. <laughs> and then the other one is, uh, as soon as it's like, Oh, happy to be here. Oh, are you ready, Bob? Why, why are we all leaving right now? Like, this is when everyone's starting to celebrate and it's immediately over. I just don't, I just don't like it. I see, I see. It, that makes it sense. Bothers, it bothers me, but that's why I do not do it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so next year, you know what I want to do on New Year's Eve. If you're being social and we're hanging out um, during lunch. So let's say, hey, let, enough about our fabulous lives, which are literally breakneck speed in our in our personal lives. Uh, everyone, please, if you want to, if we, we need friends, so please uh, call in for our hotline. <laughs> 1-800-FRIEND-CONNECTION. It's, uh, it's sponsored by Hype Busters. Um, whatever that number, whatever comes up with that number, I don't know what it is, but it's not good. Um, but, um, I think let's get, let's get, um, let's go over to, uh, the news that we have coming yeah. on. Um, I know that you want to jump right into Israel. So why don't we, why don't we just bring it up? All right. So this fascinated me. Um, Ron Tarosian, who many of you probably know on the PR side, uh, runs five WPR. He put out a press release on January 6th, the headline of which was, Israel Public Relations Advice. <laughs> That's it. Those are just the four words. And basically, he released a, a book excerpt from his best-selling PR book about Israel's PR. And he said in there, the state of Israel is for me a personal passion. And with love, I say that Israel does a horrible job when it comes to PR. 
The simple message that Israel is a tiny democratic country surrounded by murderous despots doesn't get through, not to governments, the media, or the public. Case in point, many people don't understand the difference in size between all of the Arab states and the Jewish state. The total area of the state of Israel is 8,019 square miles, and it's surrounded by Arab nations, Egypt, Lebanon, Syria, and Jordan, and the Mediterranean Sea. Egypt alone covers an area of 386,662 square miles, and Israel has a population of 8.3 million people, and the Arab nations surrounding her total 428 million people. So I thought this was very interesting for a PR expert to put out what is quite a long media release with not a not a very compelling lead with not with with a headline that's incomplete and a no subhead i mean the whole all of it was very like you know what whatever you think of ron tarosian <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's a it was confounding let me just put it like that's as objective as i can be about this release i don't I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Chris. You have a, a take on it, but but so then basically he's giving advice on how businesses should, and brands should control the narrative based on how Israel is doing or not doing it well. Uh, and then he has you know make your own case, argue on your strengths, not your weaknesses. Consistent United PR act with rapidity. Is that a word? Rapidity. Yeah. I think so. Okay. And then engage social media frequently. So, so it's just a, it was a real head scratcher for me. Um, I see in cases like this, I feel like it's just trying to stir up some interest for his book. I, I, I think, right. I don't know how new his book is though. Well, it, it's not new. And also it's not a well-written press release. So what I don't understand yeah. is if you're in the business of PR and you're putting out a press release on your own behalf to stir up interest, shouldn't it demonstrate your prowess in the industry? Possibly not if his goal is to get celebrity rather than respect. Okay. So, I mean, if he's trying that makes, to become- That's fair. If he's trying to, maybe he's trying to get a job on CNBC or, you know what I mean? He's trying to be a pundit. Then yeah. this, this kind of take does make a little bit of sense for me. But I would say that from, if I was, for example, if if good old RT was a social media guy and he came up with that as his lead, I would be like, that's, that's bullshit. He's trying to get attention for, because basically it goes like, it's like bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And then it's yep. like, five obvious things about PR that everybody knows. I don't know. It's, do you know what no, I mean? No, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. So he's either running for president or he's running to be a talking uh -huh. head. On <laughs> he's got the runs regardless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ron with two ends. Aren't you special? I know. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I thought that was quite interesting. Um, the other thing that that's happening in PR that I thought was pretty interesting is that Cuomo's spokesman launched a PR firm. Cuomo's spokesman. That's actually, that could be a person's name, Cuomo's spokesman. Cuomo's spokesman. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's Rich 
please. Oh, please. <laughs> so offensive and great at the same time. I love it. Wait, is it right? As a party. As a party. My God. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. No, you As pronounce a party. It. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Anyway, he <laughs> started a public relations firm, oh which launched on Monday. So uh, he's formed Bulldog Strategies, a firm that will handle communications, crisis communications, and policy advancement. Bulldog strategy. He said, I've never shied away from the tough challenges as few battles worth waging are easy. Experience and expertise matter. And if you hire Bulldog Strategies, you'll get a battle-tested and relentless advocate who will fight tooth and nail for you. Why does he sound like an accident attorney in that explanation, by the way? Does he sound like a personal injury lawyer? A hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. he needs a, he needs like a subway uh, banner. Yeah, exactly. And a Ken's wear, uh, like a men's warehouse suit. <laughs> oh, nothing says you're a tenacious man like bulldog strategies. Go get him, <laughs> What's your name? Anne? What's his name? Rich. It's like, <laughs> You wouldn't be owned by an old white guy, would you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely. I would never have guessed from the name. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Fasc- <clears throat> fascinating. Anyway, so that's, uh, so that's happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are you auditioning for CNBC as well, April? Or Wait, what did you say? Are you are you auditioning right now for your CNBC spot? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's happening. Can't wait. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm gonna have my own um, my own Sean Getter. Okay, excellent. Um, I'm gonna be on Quibi. Oh, we got canceled. Okay, so uh, the next thing up we have going on to the other side of the dark coin, <laughs> TikTok. There's news about TikTok, folks. You know what? We have to talk about it because everything with TikTok is late breaking and trending and hot. So get used to it. It's a topic. It's like Elon Musk. We can't get away from it. Oh my God. You, you, can't, you He can't stop making headlines, this guy. He can't. He can't. And TikTok, he can't, he can't. either. Or they can't. I don't know. What they is, should be uh, a couple, TikTok and Elon Musk. My God. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if they did go celebrity, out? Celebrity couple. <laughs> celebrity what couple. Would, what would their couple name be? Mux must talk. <laughs> Dick must. <laughs> tickle on, 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 Okay. So, and in in the serious news that Marketing Dive is going to be sharing with us right now is TikTok dethrones Google as the most visited website. Well, TikTok was the most popular web address in the world in 2021, overtaking Google for the first time. Um, the social app ranked seventh in Cloudflare's 2020 ranking behind Google, Facebook, Microsoft, Apple, Netflix, and Amazon, but jumped right to the top this year amid a COVID-spurred surge in popularity. Okay. Is this shocking to you, April? Well, not that TikTok's had a surge in users because I know lots of people that told me even when they were sick with COVID that all they could do because they were like feeling brain dead was like get on TikTok and 
mm-hmm. then they got and then they got addicted. So somehow people I've talked to people who have gotten COVID started using TikTok because of their just not a, you know they were in a, inability to be able to do anything else, and then got addicted and now still use it. But what does surprise me is people going to TikTok more than Google. That's crazy to me. See, but think about this though. If you're doing, if you're going to TikTok multiple times in a day, anytime that you have downtime, because that's the, the how the algorithm is is created for you to be getting random stuff on a regular basis and served up and it gets smarter, but still it's there's it's randomized. So it's not gonna be the same people again and again. So it's kind of like a random party every time that you go. So it's a nice little, it's kind of a break from reality. Whereas you're purposely going to Google to search for something. That's true. So if you're looking at that versus like, it's kind of what I think, and this is my twisted mind, but it's a mind of a marketer, right? It's a beautiful mind. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's that how many times people are searching for things in a day versus how many times they're looking for an escape and people and escape is outweighing search. So knowledge and searching for answers is becoming secondary to just blind pleasure. Oy. Yep. Okay. I mean, that's unfortunate, but I can. Is it a compelling argument? Yeah, it is. I mean, I, 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 I've, I've seen some, I see some of this stuff because TikTok, I do, I find it very interesting because it's extremely manipulative and, but so is everything. I mean, it's kind of, it's just, everyone's doing it now. Cause it's, cause I like, for example, if you've ever heard someone said, Oh, I, I don't do TikTok. And then two weeks later, that's all they talk about. And every reference is like, oh, I saw that on TikTok or, oh, I did this on TikTok or, oh, and they're sharing stuff with you. And it's kind of like how fast it happens. It's like full immersion. Even Dale, he, I will catch him just doing scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And I have to listen to it. So I'm not, he'll do it with the volume on and I'll hear it in the other room. And I'm like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> you're not looking at it. It's the most angering thing that you could hear. It sounds like like there's a schizophrenic person in the in the in in another room, but I don't know. Have you did you did you say that you're kind of fell prey to it? Like you were like you got sucked in. No, I I'm the one that doesn't use TikTok because I don't want to be spied on by China. <laughs> <laughs> and if you would like to send a tinfoil hat to April at Hypebusters, please do PO box, girl, please. <laughs> no, but. Okay, so April, April is, she doesn't want to get spied on by China. Um, but everyone is, everyone else in the, in the United States is open to it. Um, that's why uh, they had more hits on TikTok than Google. But I don't really find it that surprising. What I do find more surprising, and we could talk about this all day long, is that article from Marketing Brew, is the four-day work week inevitable? Maybe not for agencies. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I saw, I was like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but come on. Do you, but I mean, for anyone? Well, did you have, did you, well, the four day work week, remember the four hour work week? That was Tim Ferriss book, like back years yes. ago. Yes. Okay. okay. If anybody read that book, anytime that you see any short week and it's kind of like, oh, it's going to happen. I just remember that book being such bullshit. When I read it, like it was just the most, it was basically like, create a multi-level marketing business i mean it was like stupid um automation was key automate everything 
I mean, I've talked about this with multiple people in, in PR and I'm sure it's the same in social. Like there are very, it's a services industry. There's yeah. very few things that you can actually automate or, or make something that you can scale. I mean, it's not, you can do that in tech. Mm-hmm. Um, you can maybe do that with widgets if you figure out a way to make them cheaper and cheaper, but services industry, it is what it is. You know, there are very few places you can cut corners and even then it's marginal in terms of the differences. Obviously cutting out overhead of an office space is the, is the major way, which yeah. we did to start. And now lots of other agencies are figuring out that they can do that as well. And then, you know, they can pass the savings along to their clients and, or get, you know, higher paid, more professional people that are, have more experience to do the work. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, there's not really a, there were a couple of PR ag- agencies that tried to use AI and they were doing it for a while. And then as far as I know, they kind of fell off the map and it didn't, I just don't think they produced results that could compare to what other firms were doing, you know? So yeah. it was a great idea. I mean, it's a very interesting idea. I don't know if it's a great idea because it didn't work, but it was, a, it was, it was, I find it interesting they explored that, but it doesn't really seem to be a thing. See, the only thing that I could, I would not say that it's universally applicable. Like, so I would, uh, even thinking of my own agency, I could give people off, but not close the agency. Do you know what I mean? We could basically adjust, for example, if you wanted to do a four day work week, you would just have to do longer days on those other ones to make up for those billable hours and then have someone on on staff that can handle any client queries or any demands that kind of just wait not demands but you know what i mean anything that needs to be done that's on the fly i can foresee that but i can't see oh just because the whole world is going remote now we need less time no and the problem too with that i mean if you're I think I think we could do a four day Zoom week. Like we don't do Zoom calls on Fridays, full stop. Okay. If you want to talk to me on Friday? We can do a phone call. You know, I'm only on camera four days a week. I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't. The the problem we even have when we close from Christmas to New Year's, when some of our clients were like, "Okay, so what, do we get money back, or how do we do? What do we get for that time you didn't spend?" It was like, no, we front loaded that in the beginning of December and or some of the things are crossing over into January and you're going to get extra activity. So it's like, I cannot imagine closing for a day and then explaining to clients why we're still billing them for the full amount, even though we're only working for it. Oh my God. Like you really didn't, you, that wasn't intuitive, like Christmas to New Year's and no media is there anyway to email, but okay. You know, but it's like, oh my God, that would be, a nightmare because they'd be like oh you only work so many days a week we should only pay for that yeah i i think that this is no thanks i think it's just a hard pass i think this is definitely a hard path yeah um i I think this is just uh doesn't i don't think it has any bearing on reality no i don't either i don't either uh, then the next thing we got is one that you were you were quite tickled tickled pink over this story. Baseball is America's pastime. It was talking not about baseball being America's pastime. It was talking <laughs> about that was the auto video on that article. I'm so glad I clicked wow. on it. Wow. So that, that, that was really that was really something. It was the TikTok bread. 
bread article. Oh, is, this is the what? This is the one we're talking about next. Is the TikTok couple that went viral? Yeah, okay. I, I love I love this. Okay, so they were drivers that were stranded for over twenty four hours due to snowy weather and freezing on I ninety five, and they were starving because they'd been stuck there. Right? I don't. I don't even. I don't want to think about what had had to happen with bathroom emergencies, but there was a couple who noticed a bread truck in front of them. What an aside. <laughs> What'd you say? What an aside. I don't even want to know what's <laughs> happening with the bathroom situation. I mean, Perfect. 24 hours, like you're, there's nowhere private to go. What do you do? You go into your emergency depends that you have in the glove box. Nobody I mean, has that. So anyway. In Subarus, just saying. Okay. So this couple, they see a bread truck in front of them. They call the corporate headquarters for the the bread company and they ask if the bread truck in front of them can give them some bread and the bread company (laughs) gives them the go-ahead and the bread truck ends up handing out all the bread and the contents from the back of its truck to all of the stranded drivers on i-95 which is an awesome pr move right yeah so i mean it was one of these funny things where it was like an emergency that then, and then it, they became this like TikTok, you know, famous couple because they got the bread truck to do this thing. So it was like one of these things where something crazy happened. The people themselves instigated what ended up being great PR play and a great social play. And then sort of generated organically this, this great, you know, social thing that happened but it was really smart on behalf of the company um schmidt baking company and it was really smart on their behalf that they were like yeah take the contents of this truck that was i'm sure it was supposed to go to albertson's in new jersey or something you know like i have no idea but like i'm sure it had like a destination where it had to deliver stuff and uh and instead they just you know 50 hungry motorists got fed by this bread truck that was on the, that was stuck with them on i-95 so yeah it did, it did tickle me i thought this was pretty cool that's very cool and i'm not familiar with the brand of bread is it a smaller it has to be because i've never heard of it either yeah because i would say if it was like wonder bread or like I'm, i don't i don't even know lots of bread brands but like if it was something that was larger i wonder if there was more red tape and this was something that they could have more of an immediate reaction because it was right no it's it's very cute and then yeah all of these people were like posting about it including the truck driver it looks like there's a truck and then you know so it was cute i thought it was really cute well two takeaways from the story number one that ruined all of their atkins diets um just immediately Everyone that was gluten-free had a real problem. Had a real problem. And also you mentioned New Jersey, which is this, a similar size to Israel, which we talked about at the top of the show. As per uh, Ron's we're, commentary. We're, Ron, we're probably where Ron Tarosian lives. <laughs> oh, good old Ron. So one thing, like going back to TikTok before we kind of like switch out, this should be something that would be more just a tip possibly, but I just just wanted to mention this really quickly because I think this is a really good way if you can um tiktok has this new growth hacking feature um and it's it's a button that is invite to watch which you can actually invite people to watch your content which then would increase your engagement increase your comments and also mm. increase your value in the algorithm so if you're going to and this is now 
right? This is valuable now when you're listening to this, not when you're listening to this on demand in the summertime, just because you were wanting to like go back and hear our new year stories, you know, and, and April talking about Israel, like you, you can just listen to one of your, like start your favorite episodes. Um, but yeah, this, uh, but yeah, do it now. Um, you're able to do that with any of the TikToks that you load and you can invite people to watch it and it will help you grow your network. So this is just one of the many things that are going to be rolled out, I believe, on TikTok because they are going to own the discussion for a lot of this year, mm-hmm. which is exciting, especially for you as, as because you don't use it and me because I hate listening <laughs> to it from the other room. We're going to be thrilled to continue the storyline. <laughs> I mean, come on. I have to love it because it's, it's valuable for clients and clients get big wings off of it. I mean, I told yeah. you, even TikTok alone, they got, we have one client that was getting like 600% more results than Instagram ads just on the same spend and audience on TikTok. It's like crazy. Yeah. So, it's going to stay around for a while. TikTok and Elon Musk. Oh, us talk. Sitting in a tree. <laughs> Must talk. Must talk. Must talk. Must talk. Um, all right. So up next, we're finished with all of our news. It was really, it was a breakneck speed that we went through this. It was. It's great. I hope everyone could keep up as a white knuckle ride on that news circle cycle. Um up next, what do we have, April? Point and counterpoint. Oh, I love it there. Um, weather's so nice. So what's our topic for today on our, our, point, and our, point? our point counterpoint is about how PBR had mm-hmm. to apologize for a tweet that encouraged people to try eating ass and is quote handling the matter internally. So they put out a tweet on January 3rd, not drinking this January question mark, try eating ass exclamation point. I think my favorite part of this whole storyline is the screenshot that from Steve Warren that says, Pabst Blue Rhythm has an aggressive new social media campaign for the new year. Or a disgruntled employee who still has their password. (laughs) (laughs) No joke. This has happened to other companies that I've worked with and they've come to me right beforehand and having one of these nightmares where they feel it's like they're not PAPS level of, of, you know, of visibility, but they've come to me because one of their employees had the password and put out some really shitty stuff on their social. It's really something. It's, it's really something. So yeah, the original was deleted and made people furious although some people were congratulating them on being sex positive. And uh, many of the replies to that original tweet concerned whether or not the person or people behind that tweet would get fired. (laughs) So to your point, no word on that yet. Um, But they have since deleted the now legendary tweet as well as other posts around the same time. (laughs) But also, oh my God, in response to that, PBR asks, what's the difference? Paps tweets back, ask your mom. Oh my God, that is amazing. Okay. Well, I will tell you this. I actually think the tweet is on brand. Yeah, I totally think it's on brand. I think it's on brand. I, I'm, I, not, I'm not saying I like it or that they should have put it out, but I think it's on, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's, I mean, it's a stone's throw away from their brands, if that. 
a pebble throw away from their ramp. Like it fits, you know? So, but they, they did apologize. Um, Pabst Blue Ribbon's vice president of marketing wrote in a statement to AdAge, we apologize about the language and content of our recent tweets. The tweets in question were written in poor judgment by one of our associates. And no way does the content of these tweets reflect the values of Pabst and our associates. I disagree. And we're handling the matter internally and have removed the tweets from our social platforms. Well, think about the, let's think about the let's think about the brand. Okay, so Pabst Blue Ribbon used to be kind of like a like old school honky tonk kind of brand, and then yeah. I feel that they went through a bit of a regentrification when all the like hipsters really were the ones that were getting Pabst because it was cool. Um, right. So is that where we are with this? Like, th- this doesn't seem hipstery to me. This seems this seems uneducated to me, and this is why that's why I'm. It's a little. I see what you're saying. I mean, it could be both. Maybe it's playing into both audiences because the hipsters would find that hilarious that they're being so like crazy. sex positive and crazy and future forward in their. But the old school like alcoholics that still love PBR because it's cheap. <laughs> Hipsters love it because we're talking about rimming. Alcoholics love it because we're talking. <laughs> oh my god, I love it! I love it. This is such a this is such a heated debate. This is one of the best point counterpoints you've ever. Had. <laughs> so I mean, I think it's a win win. I would say, I would say, I don't know if it was done on purpose. I don't know if it was a joke. Either way, they got a ton of press around it. I don't think any of their core audience is actually going to be offended by it in a meaningful no, way. No, not um, at all. If anything, I think it's going to endear them to, you know, to them. So. And can I venture to say that? It's ballsy if they did on purpose. I will say that. I would, I would venture, I guess, I'm guessing here. I don't know their market. I would say that the people that would be offended by this are not reading their Twitter feed. I don't think they're on Twitter. I don't think they're plugged into that network so yeah i mean i i i i I thought it was pretty funny when i read it um especially because it really is like whatever i want to say i'm going to say it it's it's very bold it's very bold i also do feel like someone was using the account that shouldn't have been i do feel like this feels you think you think it was that and not that they they did a ballsy move that they had to recant and knew they would have to do that it doesn't make any sense okay i don't really feel like it makes sense that's why i was saying like it's i thought it was like this the audience disgruntled employee yeah because i think that try eating ass while sex positive as you pointed it out I, i i don't make the i don't necessarily make the connection in a way that's funny it's kind of just like it's so disruptive that it's funny, I guess, but I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I feel like it's not sophisticated. So I think maybe someone else might've done this by accident or thought that they were clever, but I don't know. I think also when you put out something that's this like basic and sophomoric, and then they come back with the apology that sounds like it's like written by Mensa. Like, I think that that's, I would prefer it if they wrote a really smart-ass apology. 
We are so sorry that we told everybody to eat ass. Eating ass is subjective and should not be, like that's what I'd be all for. A tongue in the butt's worth two in the bush or whatever they say. And like, I think that, you know, that's, they should have used, they should have used that to their advantage. God. Well, anyway, everyone ends up, PBR or ass, you're all gonna need a certs afterwards. So <laughs> taste the rainbow. All right, <laughs> next. <clears throat> Up next, we have April's favorite segment, which is cash or trash. So we're talking about um, one of our favorite, one of uh, each, actually each one of our favorites, your favorites are the, are the chips and my favorites, the Astley. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Wait, what? My favorite's the what? The, you like the Frito and I like the Astley. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> see what I did there? I'm introducing introducing comedy into the piece wait so <laughs> so explain to listeners what the hell is going on with frito-lay and rick astley yeah so frito-lay and rick astley renounced new year's deprivation so if anyone's seen it for a second time rick astley stars in the frito-lay's campaign featuring internet cessation never gonna give you up um never and gonna give you up never gonna let you down <laughs> Yeah, oh my god, it's like he's here. I know. <laughs> I remember I remember that being on TV and my mom, my mom just being like, look at he sings like an older man. He sings like an older man. <laughs> he's so young, he sings like an older man. Oh my god, mom. Uh New Year, so New Year spotlights the British singer's um 87 hit song as a reminder that instead of giving up things for New Year's. Consumers can lean into what they love, including their favorite snacks. So uh, this is a uh, current iteration is a contest with TikTok, a, a TikTok tie-in that gives consumers opportunity to interact with the campaign's theme and music. So never going to give it up, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, ad nauseum, draw your own conclusions. So what, uh, I mean, okay. I love it. I think it's very funny. I think it's clever. Um, I think it's catchy. I think it's probably, I think it's probably on brand. I mean, I think most of the people who are into Fritos probably love and remember that song fondly. Um, I think it's, Fritos remember Rick I think it's like, <laughs> I think it's like clever to lean into, you know, like we're not going to give up our pleasures like, <laughs> what, like kettle chips and people eat kettle chips remember shot a <laughs> Everyone has a i don't know it feels like that's like <laughs> the same i feel like in my brain i store like my first love of fritos around the 80s like late 80s okay with and this is late 80s this is a song from 87 87 yeah so like, isn't that about the time Fritos were really like, yeah, hot? <laughs> I don't know when they hit their zenith of popularity. I've been like looking <laughs> at my, my Frito timeline <laughs> when they really hit it I don't know. In my head, it makes sense. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and, um, and then they're also do they have this this cool tie-in which is neat. So they've got like the commercial debuted on. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Amazon, as well as Spotify audio. Yeah. And then 
basically now through September, February, for September, through, <laughs> through February 27, end of February, basically, right. you can go to nevergonnagiveitup.com and then you can say what you aren't giving up for the new year for a chance to win a thousand bucks. And then on TikTok, consumers can sing, never gonna give you up, alongside Astley while sharing their unresolution through February 17th. So they've got like these two contests going that are an ex- I love these integrated marketing campaigns. I think they're clever. Like they've got the cool, uh, you know, ad that's out. They've got the integrated campaigns where you can win and there's consumer yep. participation. They've got the social integration because it's an interesting campaign. They're getting press. It's like, I don't know, in my mind, I'm like, they hit a home run. Yeah. And I, and I think you hit the, you hit the nail on the head with integration. And I think that's a big, that's a big trend that a lot of, um, a lot of brands that are forward thinking and clever are getting right by looking at how they can pay it forward with that messaging strategy and make sure that all of their channels are interacting with one another. And I think that that's something that a lot of brands are sleeping on. They're putting all their money into one angle. And I think that getting that one solid angle and making it, making, allowing you to engage with it on the platform of your choice in the way that's the most natural to you is the way that integration should show up to the party. Yeah. Um, I can't believe they were able to buy the never going to give it up.com website from that born again virgins dating site. Um, but they did, they, they were able to get that. But one thing about this also is the picture um, that's accompanying this article. This is the one thing that I feel is not right here. And this is the only trash element of this. He's hugging sun chips, baked lays, and simply Cheetos puffs. Three diet versions of the regular versions. So if it's don't give up your favorites, it's like, this is not my, I would never choose that. My favorite's the actual original one. So that's the only thing I don't like. I think they should have really kind of like, instead of saying dry January, wet January, like kind of like, I think they should have really went the other way with the packaging. I mean, the, I'm sorry, the product choice. I see. I see. I can see that. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's the other, cause I thought that that was really, really clever too. I saw, what was I, what, I don't know what it was. They were talking about, Oh, did you, have you seen this? It's an ad, it's, they're doing, um, they're joining the metaverse, but it's Crown Royal and Crown Royal now has like, kind of like a white claw equivalent. That okay. And um, yes. Bless and you. thank you, thank you. I just had to let that out. Um, but they're, uh, they're joining the wet January brigade kind of idea. Ah. It's like the absolute opposite of what everyone's doing for the first six days of the month. Got it. Yeah. But yeah, but I like that. I like the kind of going against the other, just flipping it's it on. Smart. Like I think it's smart. I think it's really smart. I'm a big fan. So I would cash that all day long. Yeah, I cash this as well. And I think I cash it on the main element that you brought up, which was like the integration of it integration. all. It's yeah. Really, really well, cool. And, and it's like, and it's a, and it, yeah, I like the flipping it on its head and going like counterculture, but not in a way that's like, eat ass. Like it's like, it's, it's not. Eat ass, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I should have going to eat coming. that ass. But yeah, it's, um, 
I think it's definitely more sophisticated. Yes. <laughs> erudite. By, by a long shot. Yes. But, so but yeah, definitely, definitely like that. Speaking of all of the above, do you have any just the tips for us? Just a tip. Well, I'm going to give you the whole shaft on this one. This is like definitely the um, what we were just talking about, guys and gals and everybody. Um, the uh, integration is definitely a buzzword that we've been throwing around. But I think for me, it's when prospective clients say it first is when you know it's important for everybody because it's almost like proof and concept. I've known it's been important for a long time, but when clients start talking about it, they're coming to you for your expertise, then obviously they're picking it up and they understand the importance as well. So now's yep. the time that you can really put it into high gear. So when you hear the word integrated, roll your eyes only if it's it's associated with six other 50 cent words that you're meant to not understand because someone's trying to fool you. But if it's saying integrated marketing campaign, integrated marketing campaigns means a connected campaign so you're you're connecting different channels of your campaign um and an integrated pr strategy same thing you're using different channels so you can all wrap them together so that you can feed off of one another to create a better result so i think don't balk or roll your eyes when someone says integrated marketing or integrated digital or pr understand that this is kind of this is very important and it's been important for a while but now that you're at the party What's party? It works. Yeah, it does. It works really well. So there are great synergies there too. So when you're putting budget or effort into something, you know, then it spills over into the next and the next and the next piece of marketing. So it's it's um it's not only strategic, but it's also cost effective and efficient to do that. Yeah, and I think that that's another thing too. When when people hear integrated, they think like, oh, this is going to be very expensive. No, it's built to save you money. So you're able to get more bang for your buck and cover more ground. Yeah, you might be paying for additional services that you might have left out in the rain, but you're going to be able to use them for your benefit. So mm -hmm. shut up. <laughs> Pay for it. <laughs> I wish that, see, this is why my responses don't work. <laughs> Are you sick? Are you shut sick? <laughs> for my proposals that don't. Um, yeah, no, I, I got it. I got it. Okay. But, oh man. Um, awesome. Well, anything else that you want to include yeah. in terms of business trends or tips or should we wrap it up? I think we should wrap it up. I think we really um, nailed everything so, so succinctly. And I think our journey was one that I will remember for the rest of my days. Let's stick the landing then. Let's stick the landing. So if you've enjoyed listening to April and uh, myself, I'm Chris um, on Hype Busters. Um, Good for you. And I appreciate you listening to us. So there's that was more. not convincing. Yeah. No, I'm 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 appealing to our listenership. Hey you. Thanks for listening. Um if you're watching this on video, I'm sorry, I'm a mess. But uh <laughs> if you're not, I'm perfect. And uh so is April. April, uh anything that you'd like to add? Any little nuggets that you have lodged underneath somewhere that you want to pop out? Nope. I want to stick the landing and keep it clean. Keep it clean. Go for it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of Hype Busters.
All right, folks, we'll, we'll talk to you real soon. Again, listen to our old shows on demand. There's some tidbits in there and some laughs, I'm sure, somewhere around there. We'll talk to you next time on Hypebusters, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.